Uh, hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to another episode of First and Pick Six. Um, I'll be hosting it tonight. Um, tonight, we're kind of just going to go over over the mock draft, uh, some draft prep here for the upcoming draft this Thursday. Uh, we're going to try a first-round mock where we kind of split the 32 teams up and do um, um, four, uh, four of us between. So each got eight picks here. Um, we got here with Tim and Jesse and Jake again. So we're going to see how this goes. Hopefully it works pretty good. Um, we're going to do the full first round, have a little bit of uh, reasoning behind our picks. And then uh, after the, the first round here, we're going to go over kind of what uh, we want our teams to take or think our teams are going to take with their picks throughout the entire draft. Um, so hopefully this works. Um, something we came up with thought would be a fun idea. Um, I guess we, we split it up. Uh, I have the first First pick in the rotation, then Jake, then Tim, then Jesse. So uh, I guess we'll just get right into it. Um, I have the Jags here at the first pick. I think yeah, we didn't do trades with this. We didn't do trades with this um, just because it would be so difficult. But I do think the Jags trade their first pick away. I don't think they take at number one here. I just think they have... They have more needs than one the first pick overall is going to solve. However, if they don't get a trade partner for the number one pick, I think they're going to take Trayvon Walker, the edge out of Georgia. I think it's between him and uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Um, I, just, I think Trayvon... I like Trayvon a little bit more. There's a lot of question marks behind Aiden. I think Aiden's kind of overhyped um he struggled at times he didn't look very good against georgia in the playoffs so i just think i think they're gonna go with trayvon um trayvon you know he he played in a fourth he can play in a four three and a three four so he can play the outside backer if they need him to and he's played across the entire d-line in his college career all the way down to the one tech so very versatile a very athletic for his size um there's some things he needs to work on. You need to add another. He needs to add a second move. You know, sometimes when he misses his first move, he doesn't have a way to counter. Um, but overall, I think he's a really good player. So if they do end up with the number one pick, um, I think they're going to go Trayvon Walker. The number two there, on uh, board. We got Jake. Is there anybody in mind? Is there anybody in mind you would have for a trade down partner for them? Um, yeah. I don't know, because it's, you know. From what I heard, they're not getting any calls. I think with this draft, how non-quarterback oriented it is, it's going to be hard for them to trade the number one pick. Yeah, I agree. And there's no quarterbacks you're going to trade up and take at number one. So I don't know if any team you know, needs that edge pressure hard enough to go at number one. So I don't really have a projected trade partner there. I was just curious if you had any thoughts on that. Yeah. I think it, just to add in, I think it's a little hard uh, to find trade suitors just because mm-hmm. there's not a. In this specific draft, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, let me, yeah, in this specific draft because there's not that quarterback or that. Where there's not like this like outstanding prospect that everybody wants. It's kind right. of like a weaker class. So um, Trayvon's a great pick, in my opinion. I think it'd be a great pick. He's. 
got the he's basically a boomer bust project, but he's got the highest ceiling out of all the edge rushers. It's just about whether you can develop that athleticism and length. Right. So but um <laughs> the Lions with the second pick in the 2022 NFL draft. Aiden Hutcherson, <clears throat> EE, Michigan. Um, I like this pick here because I think the Lions are gonna they're gonna roll with golf for a year, maybe two, probably a year, just this year. <clears throat> and you know, you get a guy who's um he's fast, he's got good speed and size. Um I do think uh, probably a multiple pro bowler is my – that's going to be my, I guess, prediction. I think it's a good fit. Uh, it's too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just think it's a good fit. You know, just Right off the bat, I'm not going to say he's going to be mega star or anything, but solid. You know, you're drafting a dude second overall. And, you know, his accolades, uh, Ted Hendricks Award winner – given out in 2021 as defensive end and he was also the big 10 uh defensive uh player of the year led the conference with 14 sacks so and he's he's not gonna be a guy who drops back in the coverage he's a strictly hand in the dirt but um i know there was some some concern not a lot but he does have shorter arms um could lead to you know, some difficulty with offensive tackles when they try to reroute him and shit like that, but that's my pick. I think he has the uh, highest floor, maybe not the highest ceiling, and he's kind of like the safe safe pick at the top end here, but uh, still a pretty solid player. Alright, Tim, you have the third pick here. And so, uh, with the Houston's tech, Houston Texans at Number three, there's a, there's a number of ways you could go here. I uh, One of them got taken by Brandon, Trayvon. I thought he might fall here, and I thought he'd be a good pick as a just raw prospect for them because they kind of need everything. Um, but I think I'm going to have him take in uh, uh, Akem Ikwanu simply because they need to protect Mills, and it seems like they're going to build around him. And uh, as far as the tackle prospects go, he's probably the best, has the highest potential. Um, He's got a, you know, he's a very violent and dominant player in the run game. Um, He's very smart, has a bruising ability, especially like in the run game and stuff, and he can build off of that into the passing game and be very dominant outside, or you can even play him at guard. He played guard in college as well. But doing this, I think it allows you to move Titus Howard to guard, and that gives them a big advantage as far as um, just getting a better offensive line in front of Mills. They still need tons of weapons, and op- they have options galore here. They could even trade down, which is something I think is possible. Um, but I think he's a good fit, and he has... Um, just a 
a really good chance of being a right tackle that starts for a long time in the NFL. He may not be like the, you know, it might not be like a Ram check, but he could be a very solid and um, when it get to get to a couple of Pro Bowls in the in the NFL. I think the versatility really adds a lot to the fact that he can play mm -hmm. any position along that line from left tackle, right tackle, both guard positions. I mean, it's, it's a solid yeah. pickup for him. Especially for a team that has holes pretty much everywhere except for left tackle. It's right. it's really a big need. All right. So the next pick is the Jets. Um, they could use a little bit of help on the offensive line too. Um, the cornerbacks are a little bit weak. I think that they definitely need a wide receiver to help out uh about their rookie quarterback there or their young quarterback but uh, i'm gonna go with Kayvon uh thibodeau i just think that having a high prospect for high feeling prospect like that will uh be too hard to pass up for them and that they're gonna utilize uh getting one of the best edge rushers in the class and uh try and make the most out of it that's it's a risky pick i know mm -hmm. he's some people have him as the best edge in the draft others have him third or lower um a lot of question marks around him um, i don't think he goes to the lions even if the jags take aiden hutchinson one overall uh they probably I, take uh trayvon I think, they, I think they take trayvon i saw some people yeah. like mocking Kayvon all the way up that high I just I think he falls honestly he may fall past that pick in in my opinion just because yeah. he's kind of a he's he's not really known to be able to bend very well and with his size and length yeah. and speed you would think he should be able to do that so it's kind of a question mark but he's definitely a boomer bust player and if he pans out he can be really really dominant one of those things but, that going into this last season you expected him to be pretty much consensus number 1 overall pick and now, he just kind of was okay. Yeah, he was just kind of average. But I still think that he's got the, the raw athleticism mm -hmm. there. Yeah, he's very beat. much a like high-ceiling player, yes. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why I'd just take a, take a risk on him. Yeah. All right, with uh, the fifth pick, uh, the Giants, um, I think they need O-line help. You know, they need some D-line help and then the backers. I think they're going to go O-line here um, regardless of you know how the edges kind of go on i guess mm. they could you know if trayvon falls maybe or aiden i don't think aiden's gonna fall i don't think trayvon's gonna fall either i think they would skip uh cave on here um so i'm gonna go with evan neal uh, the tackle out of bama i had him as the number one tackle on the board i know some people have uh akeem the number one um i think both are really solid options so you know, say the Texans take Akeem or Evan, the Giants can take Akeem. I think they're you know one two pretty. There's that Charles Cross, but I think those two are one two here. They just need they need some protection for Daniel Jones. You know they have Chase Young in that division. Um, they have Micah Parsons, um, and then uh, you know, the Eagles have some good edge rushers too. So you got they gotta have tackles out there. They gotta give Daniel Jones some help. Um, so I think Evan Neal's a good. A good pick there and he's a very powerful guy um he's actually lost weight since college he lost 23 pounds uh for his draft weight weigh in i believe um, and not a whole lot of you know weaknesses you know he plays pretty good he's good again to the next level very explosive player um he has a tendency to become unbalanced and heavy on his feet um but you know those are things that that can be worked on 
there's just a lot of a lot of upsides to him, not a whole lot of downsides to to him. Yeah. Very athletic. He's a very he projects to be a very good tackle. And I think he can play either side as well. So it's a it's a big pickup. And um you mentioned Charles Cross and I think he he's probably the best pass blocker in this draft, but he's he played at Mississippi State, so they like never ran the ball. So that's why he's kind of a question mark, and I feel like that's why Char- he'll, he'll he'll probably fall a little bit. But. I think Charles Cross in the right team will be very good. Oh but yeah, if you have to have the right team, because obviously, mm-hmm. like you said, like he doesn't have very much run blocking experience, which I think he can be coached into. Oh yeah, but, it's not uh, something that it's just can't not something do. he might be a day one starter at. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's just like like I said, it's just a more of an inexperienced thing rather than he can't do it. Right. Um, with the sixth pick, uh, the Panthers, and uh, I actually have them taking Charles Cross. Mm. I think that's a good um, fit. Yeah. yeah, I, you know, I don't know what Panthers are gonna do as far as the running back. I know they were shopping McCaffrey. You know, he can't. Can he even stay healthy? So you know, and I, I like the receivers. You know. I don't know about their quarterback, but Charles Cross, you know, he he's a baller. What can you say? Um, he abandons his technique, though, when challenged inside. Um, that's kind of a kind of an issue and things that I think teams can be. Can be hesitant about. But. um, It's. I think with like, like what you guys said with the right fit, I think Carolina is it. I think what they have around them, mm-hmm. and they um, need a solid left why, tackle. Yeah. So. Yeah, kind of been the, a revolving door there at left tackle, so they really could use some stability. And the Panthers kind of a run heavy team to begin with, you know, as NFL wise, nobody's really a run heavy team in the NFL. But when it comes the to NFL, Titans. they're they're more run. Yeah, I guess the Titans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it makes sense for him to go there. No, that's what he's. Um, or I guess they're. Never mind. He's a pass. Never mind. Never mind. Re- I mean, I they. they... There. Yeah. Uh, in 2021, though, only three sacks allowed on 682. Yeah. Uh, pass no, blocking. Like. That's pretty fantastic crazy. pass blocker. Like. Um. And I think he has the physical traits to be able to develop. Well, in the run game, it's just like me and Jesse said earlier. It's just an inexperience. And um, he's going to have some early struggles, probably like the rest of these tackles will. But, I mean... I think he's a good building piece to build around. Yeah. The In the lo- he's, he, he's somebody who, if he can pan out correctly, could be a staple at left tackle. Could be easily like say, a cornerstone at left tackle. I will also say, though, I think his bust potential is high, in my opinion. I think... I think he's, he's probably a... not the highest on that level for the tackles, <laughs> no, in my opinion. But... No, I'm not saying the highest, but I'm just no, no, yeah. I'm just, I get I what think... you're saying. I'm just like saying like he does come out of that same air raid system as like what Andre Dillard did, which Brandon can attest to wasn't quite what he lived up to be. So yeah, but I feel like he's a better pass blocker where Dillard was not as good. Um, he seems to be kind of polished in the pass in pass pro, so. I think this is also a good pick because 
whoever they decide to roll with at quarterback, whether it be Darnold or like they trade for Baker or something, I think it's they're gonna need to pass the ball more, try to keep Christian healthy. So I, I think it's gonna fit well. I do think this is kind of their last chance to get a decent tackle too, because I think after this, yeah. the quality does drop a little bit. Uh, yeah, Which I do it, like, it drops yeah. down a little bit. The top three tackles are just taken, you know, theoretically we're taking, which is yeah. really good because Andre Dillard is on the trade block. So if there's a which, team yeah. up here that needs a tackle, you know, that it yep. forces their hand to maybe have to go after Dillard. Mm. Yep. Um, and then with the seventh pick, New York Giants, um, they kind of need a lot still, but I think they're going to kind of focus on um, defense with this pick since they got Evan Neal, as Brandon had them draft Evan Neal in this scenario. Um, and there's a lot of ways places you could go here. You could go Sauce. You could go Derek. Um, you could even go with Jermaine Johnson, who has been like a massive rise on on draft boards, and I think it's rightfully so. He's a player who has um, high like he has got good skill and really high potential, and he consistently got better in college. He's really athletic, um, good size, really good technique. He's a high Q, IQ guy. Um, he could be a potential foundation on their D-line. But ultimately, I think they go with Sauce because he projects to be kind of like the lockdown corner, in my opinion. He's got the length. He's versatile. He's got um, he's ultra competitive. He's got that cocky mentality that you get that you need with a with a number one corner, and he's tenacious as hell. I think it's like the past two years he hasn't allowed a touchdown. Granted, competition wasn't great, so he'll struggle early. But I think he's He's got the speed, the length, and um, he's shown the ability to play in most coverages, but he excels in zone and press, which I believe is kind of what the Giants like to run. Um, Maybe a really good fit. But he, yeah, he's got fluid hips as a tall corner, and that's that's a really good thing. That's something you don't see very often as well. Usually they're kind of kind of not um, they kind of like clunky when they're trying to flip their hips, but he's very fluid, and he's got great instincts. Um, He's got a smaller frame, so he's not going to be necessarily great right away in the run. He could use to add some weight. Um, and he isn't always the best tackler at times. He kind of like leaves his feet and jumps at people. But uh, those are things that can be fixed. Like he can, you can bulk him up and you can fix his tackling issue. Those aren't things that really project to be issues, especially at the next level. So, uh, People like to, you know, he doesn't have the the power five background, but he did play Bama in the playoffs and the streak held up in the playoffs. He didn't give him a touchdown in the playoffs and he played well well against Bama who have, you know, round one talent on that team. Overall, So, you know, he's got, it's one game, but he's got proof there that, you know, it's not just because he played at Cincinnati. Right. He actually Mm kind of like, lived up to the expectations a little bit because he actually played against some really good competition. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So the Falcons have the next pick with uh, pick number eight. I think there's a lot of ways they can go with this. Um, I think they can go if they have a defensive um, lineman that they're really hip on for interior, like uh, Devontae Wyatt, they could maybe go with that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they could, I could definitely see like a Jermaine Johnson going here or even a George, um, Carl Aftis. If they're really high mm-hmm. on him, I could see them pulling that, but I just think, uh, they're probably going to go with what they think is the number one wide receiver in Jamison Williams. 
I think that even if uh, hmm. I think that the fact that he got injured really dropped his draft stock, but I don't think that GMs are going to be so worried about that. I think that if he had a healthy season, he would be the clear-cut number one wide receiver coming into the draft, honestly. Um, that's kind of surprising, but I actually I like the fit. and What um, I like, too, is because... His potential's through the roof, too. Yeah, and I don't think that... Like, there's a lot of people that... Or a lot of teams are going to be looking for a wide receiver to come in and play day yeah. one. The Falcons are in a position where they can, you know, let him rehab as much as he wants to. They are in no way going to be competing at all next year. Not at all. So I think that's a good way to set up your rookie quarterback if you take one next year. You get get Kyle Pitts. You get Jamison Williams. You get a good team around him. And you can still take a wide receiver later because this is an insanely deep draft for wide receivers. But... And they also, not that this is like something to to bank on or anything, but they have good history with Alabama wide receivers. Mm. So, I mean... He, I think the top like four are pretty much interchangeable for number one, in my opinion. They're all really good and good at different things. Um, especially, I mean, Julio, Calvin Ridley, I could definitely he kind of reminds this. me of a smaller, like, Julio type of guy who's just like early on, he's gonna beat you with pure speed. I, yeah. Um, I just know that he, they like their Alabama wide receivers too, so yeah, that too. So I I think it, I think it'd be a great pick and it's not surprising at all. I mean like it's I didn't think that's where you were going, but I I could definitely see it happening I and it's something that they could build around. If Kayvon were to drop, I could see them picking Kayvon mm-hmm. up at that spot. Um, yeah, yeah, Kyle definitely. Hamilton would be another like value pick that I think would just be kind of a do it all person that could do. I, if I'm them, I'm yeah. trading down to get as much draft capital as I can because they just need so much stuff. Same thing as like the Texans. Yeah, that's yeah, but. It just kind of depends on your board and who you think is, you know, worth it. I really think at that, that point, so. with with the contracts that have been going on with the wide receivers, I could see wide receivers being a a lot higher priority in round one than what they have been in previous years. Because mm-hmm. you can lock them up for a couple of years and not have yeah. to pay them a ton. Right. All right, with the number nine pick, uh, the South Seahawks, um, you know, need line help pretty badly. Um you know, both sides of the ball need line help, DB help. Um, you know, I have, you know, I had Charles Cross or maybe Evan Neal if they fill this spot, um, or Kayvon, you know, if they fell this low, but mm-hmm. I think Kayvon had potential to fall this low, and Charles had potential to fall this low. I think Evan will be taken before here. Um, but with those guys off the board, I think they're going to take Derek uh, Stingley, that strip that, you know, kind of, the D hasn't been that good here of late. Um, they've lost all of Legion of Boom now, so they need to kind of reassure that up. So I think that's a you know a good he's one A, one B you know with Sauce maybe for the best DB in the the draft. Um, you know he's got he's got some issues you know he can be handsy which we lead to you know PIs in the NFL, um, and and not the best tackler at times. He also has his injury history with his injury at LSU, um, but I think, and I think overall, he kind of fits them, and uh, you know, it's something they need. They need a DB out there that they can rely on. Yeah. I think the Seahawks are in about perfect position to risk it for that, because I know a lot of people are saying, "Well, he's got the injury concerns." You know, you haven't seen him since his his freshman campaign actually be a true number one corner. Well, mm-hmm. I think the Seahawks are in a position where it's like they can work with him and get him to that freshman year where he was, you know, NFL caliber quarterback or cornerback already. 
Yeah, he has. I mean, he has elite speed, good hips, excels in press. I mean, he's got great instincts and good ball skills. He fits what they like to do on defense, and you know, in a uh, NFL that's becoming pass heavy, elite speed corners are going to be the next big thing. So you can try to keep up with those guys who are just burners. Um, so if you can keep him healthy, I think he's a great pickup, and he is that 1A, 1B. But I think with the production issues, he kind of fell behind Kyle Hamilton and Sauce as like the best DB in the class. He's also got a good size. He got standard, you know, your standard mm -hmm. DB pro size. So that's going to help yeah, him a lot. Which is good. He can And he can play pretty much anywhere, I'm pretty sure. You play in the slot or play outside, so. Um, with the tenth pick, I have the Jets picking Drake London. I think that's a good one. Yeah, it's a good pick. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know he didn't he didn't run a forty. I don't think that's any kind of concern or anything. Mm -hmm. I just don't think he wanted his track stock to be determined on a forty and. I think a lot of teams base wide receivers on their 40 time and you know he he told people just to watch his tape and I think you know you look at it he's a he's a big receiver um and his his separation skills are a lot better than I think most people realize and I mean he's a menace after the catch um he likes contact. I don't know if that's smart for a wide receiver, you know. But kind of reminds you of Debo as far as, you know, hard to take down. As, you know, I don't know if you could use him the same way. <clears throat> he reminds me almost of like a, like a Mike Evans almost. Yeah. Um, I think he's ready to be a number one wide receiver. I do. I think one of his only weaknesses is, you know, he had the occasional drops. I think that's something you could probably you can get over. I don't I'm not too worried about drops. Um and then in the red zone, I think he'll be a monster and you know, it finally gives Zach Wilson a, a true number one. <clears throat> so yeah, that's yeah. that's who I have the Jets picking. I I don't think he's my top guy. I think he's probably more like one C in my opinion, but I mean, he's a guy who's, he's like Mike Evans, maybe not as fast, but he's that dude that's going to go up there and get the ball. He's aggressive when he does it. He's, like you say, he loves contact and he, he thrives to make plays. And like, um, he's actually surprisingly a good run blocker. Um, and he he has natural hands. He ha he did have some drop issues, but he seems like he has like natural hands, and he's uber competitive, which is exactly what you're gonna want in New York. I think he's gonna fit the culture and really well, and he's gonna be a great target along Corey along with Corey Davis for Zach Wilson. And this is the exact type of pick that's gonna help elevate Zach Wilson. You definitely need to do with one of these two picks. You need to get up a wide receiver or some sort of mm -hmm. weapon or some help for Zach Wilson or yeah. to uh, kind of push him to the next level and evaluate what you have in him, I think. Yeah, yeah, I do believe the Jets' number 10 pick will result in a wide receiver for them. I do not know if it'll be a wide receiver to draft or Debo Samuel, but I yeah, do think this pick well. gives the Jets a wide receiver. 
Yeah. Regardless, and and at this point, you can't go wrong with any of the guys left on the board either. I think London fits Zach Wilson probably the best because he had a little bit of accuracy issues. Well, you can just kind of like throw it up, and Drake will go get it. So yeah, and that's that was part of the reason why I picked this is because Zach Wilson's that guy with the. I mean, he's got a cannon. He's he likes to just to throw it up there, and mm-hmm. you know, Drake London's the perfect you know jump up there and let me go let me go make a play yep um and then with the 11th pick the washington commanders they they're trading they, for a quarterback i don't think so i'm just they, they could take a wide receiver here to to either because they think scary uh, scary terry might leave or because they want to get a little bit more help outside but i personally think they should go defense um and with him falling this far, I think it's a slam dunk almost with them taking Kyle Hamilton because yeah, he's I that agree. guy. He's that linebacker safety hybrid who can play anywhere. He can play in the box, nickel, back end, outside if you need him. He's a monster. His 40 time made him drop, and I think it's honestly it's kind of bullshit because he doesn't play like that. He doesn't His speed in game is nothing like his 40 time and you shouldn't be basing his 40 time off of what he brings to the table as a defensive player. He's a playmaker. He has amazing instincts, a great tackler, insane patience, and his physical traits are off the charts. He's honestly probably the unicorn caliber player in this draft. He's the guy, but that 40 time and the fact that he's a safety made him fall because, you know, you don't take a safety number one and the 40 time killed him. But he's extremely physical and has insane football IQ, and he's going to be a leader from day one. And he's going to be able to, you know, fit anywhere on that defense, and he gives them a ton of flexibility. He's great against the run. He he plays downhill. He loves making hits. He's going to be insane on that defense. And, and it's a defense that's already good with a defensive line. They need back-end help. And, you know, they probably need to take a corner later to maybe get a number two or allow uh, Kendall to move it. Uh, yeah, Kendall? Or no, Kyle. Kyle. Kyle to move to the slot, which is where his natural position is, but I think it's personally a steal at this point because he can be a generational talent in the back end. I think that Washington defense has been underrated for a while, too, to be honest. I think the, they struggled good. last year, so... I think the players on there, like, you can make a good defense out of that team, though. Oh, yeah. They have a lot of top-end talent. Yeah. So, the next pick is the Vikings pick. I pick 12. Um, if this is the way the draft board fell, I'd probably be hoping that they trade back if there's somebody looking to, you know, snag, like, that next wide receiver or something like that. Um, it's very possible. Yeah. Or maybe, like, the Steelers trading up if they want to get a quarterback since no quarterbacks have come off yet. Um, where we're at right now with no trades, I think kind of have a couple different options. You can either go Trent McDuffie, cornerback out of Washington. I think he's going to be a really good cornerback. I think it might be a tad early for him for the third cornerback off the board. I think he's just, I think he's just a little bit of a step down between, you know, um, sauce and Stingley. Those are one, a one B. Um, I think an edge and like, um, Jermaine Johnson or George Karloftis yeah. would be a really good pick here. 
or if you want to just go full offense and see how many points you can score, you could take another wide receiver like Garrett Wilson. I think that'd be a, a good pickup too here. Um, I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go with uh, George Karloftis. I've seen him rising quite a bit on boards recently. Um, I don't know. I'm just whatever edge that they like here, if they can't trade back, I think they take an edge and they get cornerback um, with their second round pick. Um, Hold on a second. I had it. I had him somewhere here. Uh, I think it's a good pick. I think it's kind of a little early for him, to be honest. Yeah, I think he probably but, should but go like... He's he's that power rusher. He's the best power rusher in the draft. I think that's kind of a hands-down thing. He will bull rush you, and he will dominate you if you let him. He excels in close quarters. You know, um, he can play inside and outside it, and he showed that at Purdue. He doesn't really have a ton of like dip ability. Yeah, he doesn't have much. He doesn't really bend corner. well, but yeah. he might be able to fix that. You know, maybe he just didn't focus on it at Purdue. You never know. Um, but he is very versatile in the sense that you can play him inside or outside and he's gonna be great against the run uh, he does have a very explosive first step so i think he could be a very good dn it's just about whether he's basically more of a technician than he is a reactor I'd kind like of a thing it's going to cause i don't even know if we're going to end up second in a four three if we're going to move to a three four this year if we move to a three four yeah. with zadarius smith and Janiel hunter as the outside linebackers and put George Karloftis as a like a, like a three four DN. Mm -hmm. That could be it'd be a lot of pass rush power right there. Yeah. He's also gonna be really solid against the run, like I said. So yeah, you know, that could be really beneficial. And I, I, I think it's a little bit early, but it's also not a bad pick. It's not like you're reaching on a guy who is pure potential. Karlaftis is probably has a lower ceiling than like Jermaine, but you know what you're getting where maybe you don't necessarily in Jermaine and he fits kind of like what the Vikings like to do, especially with DNs. So, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. We'll see what happens on uh, next Thursday. Uh, 13th pick here, the Texans, um, like stated previously, they need everything almost. Um, so I have you know, kind of on the board, pretty much a lot of stuff, you know, Charles cross could fall this far down. Um, they got a tackle up there at at three. Uh, James Williams. Uh, they need wide receiver help. Um, give their wide receivers currently on there have Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, and Chris Conley. Uh, I don't trust any of those guys. So they need wide receiver help badly. Um, could if Kyle Hamilton falls this low, I think that's an automatic. Mm -hmm. Um. Same with maybe Kayvon, if he'd fall this far. Uh, but I think their biggest need is wide receiver, so I think they go Garrett Wilson here. Um, you know, he's a solid, solid wide receiver, potentially wide receiver number one. Um, he's uh, he's very explosive. He uh, He's great, great route runner. He can separate his lower and upper bodies to, to really fool defenders. Um, he, he does lack physical... You know, prowess, not the biggest dude. 
um, and can be lazy on his routes. Even how good of a route earner he is, he can become lazy and round his cuts and stuff. Um, but uh, upside is he is willing to block. So if he could he could bolster you know his strength a little bit, his weight, you know that's that's a need that a lot of guys are looking for now in wide receivers is ones that are willing to to block. So I think that's very valuable. Um, so I think it's a really good pick for him. You know they need wide receiver help real bad. You know he can come in be the instant number one, move Brandon Cooks to number two, move him um, to slot and be good. So I think it's a really good pickup for them here. Any wide receiver um, at this point, but you yeah. know, I think he's usually the best on the board. I think, I think Garrett Wilson's probably the all-around wide receiver at the top end. Um, Safest one. He's got, he, yeah, he's got good hands, good speed, You know, great route running. Like you said, can be a little lazy at times. Um, does Not the biggest frame, but I don't think that's necessarily a big deal anymore with certain wide receivers. Um but regardless, I think out of these top four guys, or almost even five with John Dotson there, you're getting a really good wide receiver. It's just about kind of like pick your poison. And Garrett Wilson's a great number one for the, the Texans. And putting Brandon, Brandon Cooks in the slot is going to be really good. And with Nico Collins outside being a tall like jump ball guy, I think that gives them some good weapons. It's, they probably need to add another guy later on too, just to get some good depth and... Give allow Davis them to see what they have with uh, Mills, to be honest. Yeah. He looked pretty solid, all things yeah. considered. Really? He did. So it depends. He probably on... doesn't have top end potential, but still. Yeah, it'll depend on how the season goes, if they think they can stick with him long term or if they'll try and draft a quarterback. So I think that's yeah. why you got to give him some um, options. Yeah. So with the 14th pick, I have the Ravens taking. Uh... Trent McDuffie from Washington. Good pick. Um, ran a four four. Four four four. <laughs> um, he had the best broad jump <clears throat> at uh ten feet nine and a half inches. Uh, he's a zone heavy corner. Um, we don't know. We don't have a good grasp on how exactly how good he is in man uh mainly played zone um he's a, he's an okay tackler but he's not a super active run defender um he's got good ball skills he's he's kind of a twitchy player fast you know and one of those twitchy head on a swivel kind of guys um and you know if you need to you can always move him to the slot i think he'd be a a really good slot receiver or receiver corner as well. Um, his I think his floor is really high, but I don't think he's his ceiling is going to be at anything crazy, crazy. He'll be just a solid player, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I think really he's too much on him, but yeah. Um, and it's he's not super athletic. You know, he's not like this elite athlete, but I think um, instinct-wise, um, anyway, that's why I have the Ravens picking him. Yeah, he has, I mean, I think he's shown good instincts, and um, he he fits really well in zone coverage. He kind of plays bail technique, which it's fixable. It's not really like a big deal, um, but 
he certainly has the physical, like the the speed and the athletics athleticism that can pair well next to Marlon Humphrey. Or you put him in the slot or the nickel, and I think he'll he'll do really well. Um, he tends to leave his feet when he's tackling, which is his biggest issue, I think. But still, he can kind of play inside or outside, and I think that's a big um, advantage when drafting a corner. That that versatility is a big deal. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then at fifteen, we got the Philadelphia Eagles, and there's a lot of ways they could go here. Um, personally, I figured more wide receivers would be off the board by now. Um, and there may be in the actual draft, so it's kind of hard to say. But I still don't think they go wide receiver, even given what if this was the actual draft board. Um, they haven't taken a linebacker in the first round in I don't even know how many years. They just historically don't do it. Um, and I think this is kind of the first year that they do it. I think they take Devin Lloyd, who's kind of 1A, 1B as far as linebacker, and it may be a little early for him, but with this pick, you're making sure that you get him, and it's not a bad pick either. It's good value still. Um, he has... Uh, he's he's not always great in space. Like, when, when there's too much space, he kind of he's kind of stiff and doesn't know what to do at times. But he's a really good pass rusher from the inside or outside, which is a big advantage, especially in the defense Eagles defensive scheme. Um, he's good at getting depth, but like I said, he gets kind of stiff. Um, he's a good tackler. He plays downhill and is extremely physical in the run game. I think he projects to be an all-down backer, and his his production in 2021 showed that he excels at getting tackle for losses and filling running lanes. Um, he's a very athletic linebacker and relies on it heavily with his um, agility to win rush, like win in the running game and pass rush moves. Um, but because of how athletic and like agile he is, it's not a it's not a bad thing. It's almost like what you want. He's basically using his gifts as an advantage. Um, he feels a major need for the Eagles, and um, I think it's best fit and kind of exactly what they need, honestly. I think yeah. that they have a pretty good chance about going linebacker. I just don't know if they do it with their first pick. I don't and it's the possible Saints. they don't take him here either, yeah. I just don't see the Saints or the Chargers, unless they're worried about one of them two trading out of one of those picks. Yep. That's kind of where my thoughts are. I think somebody might trade up if the Eagles don't take yeah, him. Yeah, makes sense. And then this... that leaves you with the Kobe Dean, potentially, which still isn't a bad pick, but I think Devin fits better in their defense. This is who I want the Eagles to take. This is who I want the Eagles to take at 15. I liked him at Utah. Um, I liked everything I've seen about him. I think you'll like Tim setting will fit the Eagles really well. He can play everything. He can play Mike outside edge. He can blitz. He can play slot in a big formation. Um, I really like Devin Lloyd. I really hope the Eagles take him. We haven't had a solid linebacker since Jordan Hicks. I think he was a second or third round pick. Um, second round pick, I believe. We, for some reason, negate and neglect that position every year. Um, so I really hope we take a, D or a linebacker here, and I really hope it's Devin Lloyd. Um, and just for context, I was going to give this a little bit, but, uh, I, like I said, I, I'd imagine more wide receivers to be off the board by now, 
other guys I thought they could take here um, were Daxton Hill and Jordan Davis. I think Jordan Davis, the issue is weight. But if you can keep his weight down, pairing him with Cox is fucking nuts. And that makes it almost impossible to run against them. Unless you're running outside. Um, and Daxton's just this very versatile slot slash hybrid like safety player who has great speed and great instincts. And so I think he would fit very well in their defense as well. I think also Jordan Davis can move anywhere inside. And he's very physical and like overwhelmingly powerful that he would fit very well next to um, Fletcher. So those are my, kind of my guys here at this spot for them. It may be a little early for, for Daxton or Jordan as well, but I think for the Eagles, it's about filling the holes because I think they're one of those teams that are closer than they think and people think they are. Um, and Daxton would have basically taken Rodney's play, place as the like run-around safety for me. And and Jordan was just a luxury pick at that point. But I think that's a good pick and it's a good fit. Um, I got the Saints next with uh, pick sixteen, and then so they got sixteen and nineteen. I'm looking at they're probably going to take a tackle with one and a wide receiver with the other. I think tackle falls off a little bit quicker. I think pinning falls in this area where the next one. Um, Ryman probably doesn't go till the end of the first. So I'm probably chicken picking Trevor Penning and then seeing what's all available for wide receiver coming next, if I had to guess. So I'm going to pick Trevor Penning for, for my pick. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Um, I think he's you know, maybe that next that next best tackle there in line. Um, I think that's a, that's a real solid pick. He's probably not quite as um, polished as, say, like Evan Neal or Cross. Or a little more raw, considering where he played and stuff, too. Yeah, I think he probably is, like, very slightly the next tier down. But where you're getting him at 16, I think it's it's a pretty good value pick. Yeah, yeah. Especially right in front of the Chargers. It's a major need, too, so, you know, makes sense. Right. Yeah, so with the 17th pick, uh, the Chargers... um... You know, they need a decent amount here as well. That division, you know, you gotta keep you gotta keep up with those other teams. Um, a lot of defense side of this ball stuff. Um, but I think their biggest need is gonna be guard on the offensive line there. Um, you know, just to to make sure they keep Herbert upright. Um, he's there, you know, they win and lose with him, so they can't be can't be risking him. Um, and, you know, to, to bolster that run game, help uh, Eckler out. So I think they're going to take Kenyon Green here. Um, I think he's probably the best guard on the board. Maybe Zion Johnson, you know. Um, but I think they're going to go Kenyon Green here. Yeah. he uh, He's also a guy who projects who can play pretty much anywhere as well. He's got a lot of versatility. Um, it's good. He's going to be a good player for a while. I think he gives the Chargers a lot of uh, options. So, yeah, I think you have a quarterback like Herbert. You really just need to protect him and mm-hmm. give him the chance to win the game for you. And Kenyon's good in pass pro too. Yeah, Kenyon has experience in both tackle and guard, so he can be versatile. And he's he's athletic and quick enough to pull. 
Um, so you yeah, don't have to worry about too. him. You know, worry about him in the run game or anything. You know, you know he's going to get around the edge. So, <clears throat> so uh, the Eagles with the 18th pick. I have him picking uh, Andrew Booth Jr. from Clemson. Um, you know, he's a little inconsistent at times. Um, <clears throat> but his measurables and athleticism, um, I think he can develop into a uh, a playmaker on defense. You know, you have Slay back there. Just, I think, have him take him under his wing. And uh, I think he'll develop into a really, a really nice playmaking corner uh, for that defense. But, um, yeah, that's why I have the Eagles taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a really good pick. Um, instincts, ball skills, really competitive. Yeah, it's a good um, pick, especially if we're going to get Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, <clears throat> I think I was thinking maybe uh, his the one of his weaknesses, I guess I could say, would be uh, it kind of reminds me of Diggs for the Cowboys. Um, he gambles. He likes yeah, to gamble. Pretty aggressive. Iris Carter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and you know. I think it comes with most corners, but his his tackling could also could also be you know get improving. But no, I really I really like him with the Eagles. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah. Um, here at nineteen, I have, I have the Saints with probably the biggest need is wide receiver. Um, and I wasn't sure if these two guys would be here, but um. Another an outside pick that I wanted to talk about real quickly that I thought could be a good option since they haven't signed the Honey Badger yet um, would be like Daxton Hill or Jaquan Brisker. I think Brisker Daxton is uh, a little bit of a wild take here, but his physicality is insane and his do it all like type of play style I think fits very well and would be a great replacement for Malcolm Jenkins. Um, and allows CJ to stay at nickel slash rover. Um, he's super athletic and he's a high energy player and he has that kind of like he brings that energy that you want on the defense. And so I think he provides more than just his play style. But ultimately I have them going with Chris Olave since he's still on the board. It's kind of like best available and best fit. Um and he's a day one starter and impact player. He's a fantastic route runner. Um honestly he, at times, he makes DBs just look like fools. His route running is nuts. Um, he's got great release skills, high football IQ. He doesn't really have the jump ability and physical stature that you'd like to see as well. But um, he was one of the most targeted wide receivers in college football and was dominant at Ohio State, even while playing with Garrett Wilson and Smith and Jigba, which is really hard to do. Um his route running and release and his speed will make him be able to excel in pretty much any offense. And it'll be a great fit next to uh Jameis who loves to throw the deep ball. Yeah. I think that's a, a really good fit. And actually I think, I don't know what you're thinking, Tim, but if I was a saints fan, I'd be pretty happy with that draft. You get uh, 100%, a yeah. pretty solid tackle. And then a, a day one starter as wide receiver. Yeah. I think Penning's going to probably have to start day one too, but have some growing pains, but it's, yeah, it's worth it. For the Steelers, I know that they got a lot of 
pools on that team yet. If I was trying to draft for them, um, I'd probably try and plug up some of the holes and look for a quarterback next year. But I do think mm-hmm. that they, especially with no quarterbacks coming off the board, I do think that they pick a quarterback. Um, I don't know which one's going to necessarily be their go-to. I think Malik Willis has a lot of athletic talent, but uh, I don't think he's a very good quarterback prospect. Thank you. I know they met up with uh, Kenny Pickett a lot, so it might be a little bit of a out-of-left-field pick, but I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Kenny Pickett on this one. Yeah, homegrown kid. I could see him easily going with Willis since he's kind of like it's... the exciting prospect, but uh, yeah. I think I Kenny's think kind of the safe. Him and him and Ritter are the two like safe guys, I think. Um, Ritter has probably the lower ceiling out of the top four guys, but I think uh, Kenny Two Gloves can be a, a very good player in this league, and I think he's a great fit in Pitt. I think it's whichever one that they fall in love with. Or yeah. They, they I think... think... Gives us the best chance to grow going forward under Mitchell. Honestly, Tomlin. I think it's about which which personality Tomlin loves more. Yeah, I think that's I what it's going to come down to. And I think he's going to like the way Pickett holds himself and the way he is on the field. I think he's going to love that. Yeah. Yeah, I think Pickett is a perfect fit for Pittsburgh. I think he is a similar quarterback, more athletic than Big Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just seems, just watching him, look at him, he seems like a Pittsburgh quarterback. Um, and the you know playing in Pittsburgh from Pittsburgh, you know I think it'd just be very fitting. Be a cool story for sure. Yeah. Right. So with the twenty-first pick, uh, the Patriots. Um, again, kind of the Chargers. Uh, a lot of D help they need, um, and some wide receiver help. Um, but I think you know, linebackers a pretty big need for them. And uh, um, and Jigbo is still on the board, so I think if that they get here and um, Dean's still on the board, I think they're gonna go with Dean out of Georgia. And I think he's nice. uh, um, he's an ex- extremely intelligent player, um, which you know I think that helps with Bill Belichick. Patriot way. You know, in college he he was the play caller. You know, he could read the defenses and you know tell them what was going on. Um, he can play zone defense. Um, he's extremely athletic, which opens the door for him to transition into a man linebacker. Um, he is a little undersized, which could be concerning for Bill. Um, but I think if him falling this low at 21, I think he kind of got to go with him. He, they could go with Quay Walker out of Georgia. Um, but I think Dean's the better of the two. I agree with that. I think uh, good heart and soul to that uh, Patriot defense, kind of build that back up from the inside out. I think that's definitely plausible for what they could do. Yeah, I think he definitely uh, he he's like a prototype um, linebacker for Bill, honestly. He fits exactly what he likes in linebackers, and um, I think there's maybe a few other things they could go at here, but if Nakobe's still there, I think it's just it's kind of a slam dunk that they take him. Yeah, they could go like, you know, I think, you know, Booth would fall here or McDuffie. I think they go there first, um, replace yeah. Gilmore and then JC. 
Um, but both us two off the board, I think Dean's the logical choice here. Yeah. The only other thing they could do is maybe uh, like a defensive lineman, since like mm-hmm. a Jordan Davis or something, since we haven't or, uh, Devontae Wyatt. Yeah, Devontae Wyatt was what I was thinking. But I I think Nicobe Dean's a really good pick for that. Yeah. Um, with the twenty second pick for the Packers, I have them picking a uh, Traylon Burks from Arkansas. You're gonna give him a wide receiver? <laughs> I know, right? Well, I. Uh, he's a good. Gonna, I was gonna kind pick a, a quarterback, fit, but no, I um, <clears throat> I like him. <laughs> um, you know, I don't really have much to say on him. I mean, dude, I heard a story on Traylon Burks. Um, apparently down in Arkansas, he went and uh, instead of, like went hunting pigs, he went and wrestled like feral hogs. Like, yeah, he, dude, he's a nuts guy. He's, he's just absolutely physical. insane. That's yeah, he's this crazy guy. Um, I don't know if you have much more to say on him. If not, I think I have yeah, some no. stuff about him. <clears throat> um, no, I do have I have uh, some stuff. Um, he's got really good body control. Um, as far as coming down with it, um, when he catches the ball, it's just it just looks effortless. You know, it's just doesn't drop the ball a lot. Has soft hands. Um. I don't know how much of a uh, deep threat he'll be. He was used mostly in kind of like short to medium, you know, routes. But that doesn't that doesn't mean he can't. It's just that's what we saw him mainly in. Um, but he he did not perform well at the combine. Um, but I think you know. If they're gonna pick a receiver, I think I think it'll be him. Yeah, for them. Um, honestly, right now he's more of an athlete than he is really a wide receiver. He has great, like he has great hands, but he is a bad route runner. He does not really run routes, honestly, and that may be just the way they wanted him to play. He kind of just gets open, and that's not really a bad thing playing with Aaron Rodgers. But he's very much a fifty-fifty guy who uses his body. And he loves doing it. Um, he's hard to tackle. He is so physical as a wide receiver. Um, I think he kind of reminds me of like, he's this versatile guy you can put anywhere. So kind of like a slower Devo that you can just put anywhere on the field and he can make plays. Um, but he projects to kind of just be that like possession wide receiver that I think Aaron will constantly rely on um and then with uh 23rd pick we got the arizona cardinals and there's there's a couple places they could go here they could really use a wide receiver but it might be kind of a reach for one of them and i don't know if they really want to go that way or not they could really use um some edge presence since Chandler left in free agency and JJ's getting a little bit older. Um, originally, I had Carl Laftis falling this far, but it, it it's possibly gets taken earlier. And I think since he hasn't been taking it, and it's insane that he hasn't been picked up yet, um, it's going against what the three guys I had here. I'm going to have to say they take Jermaine Johnson. 
Yeah, that's um, what I was say too. Just because he's the best available edge right now, and he makes a lot of sense. He's an athletic freak, and he could be very, very good on that defense. The other guy I could have seen them taking, because I'm assuming Jermaine's gonna be gone by now, is like Arnold Evakidi from Penn State. He's another guy who's like he's a very speed and twitch twitchy edge rusher. And I think that could pair well with JJ being a power guy. Um or wide receiver, which would be Jahan Dotson. But those are my two big needs for them right now. But Jermaine Johnson's a slam dunk at this point if this is how it went. Yeah, for sure. So I got the Cowboys at pick number 24 here. Um, I really think it's between offensive and defensive line. Um, I think if Kenyon Green hasn't been taken yet, he's a definitely viable option here along with Zion Johnson. Um, but the fact that there haven't been any um, defensive interior guys taken yet, I think they probably try and go with like a Devontae Wyatt and try and get some high upside from the inside of their defensive line, try and get some some solid guys up there. And he just had a lot of production and stuff at Georgia, so I think that would be a pretty good fit for them. I I do find it interesting that you went Devontae Wyatt over Jordan Davis. Well, Um, I think Jordan Davis has a lot more like, I don't know. There's more risk involved. Yeah, you probably know the the Cowboys more than I do. I went with a little bit of safer pick. Maybe the Cowboys would be one to take the a lot higher prospect pick, but it really is how he projects to the NFL versus the Devontae Wyatt actually had the production in college. If that makes sense. Yeah. Jordan Davis is kind of this like uber physical guy who you have to manage, and I think Wyatt's probably a better fit because I believe he's pretty versatile. Um, more versatile than like let's say like like Jordan Davis, but uh, either one would be a really good pick for them. I just think Devontae probably is a better fit. I just went with the you know one in the hand is better two than two in the bush. You know you you've gotten mm-hmm. production out of Devontae Wyatt. You know what he's capable of. Jordan Davis could be better, honestly, but you just um, take a bus guy. Risk. Yeah, you're relying on his athletic athletic prowess and his strength, which is absolutely insane. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but. Yeah. All right, yeah, here with the twenty fifth, uh the Bills. Um kind of like the other two teams I've had recently, <laughs> wide receiver D- defensive side of help they need. Um you know, they could use a DB to go, you know, with the opposite of white. Uh, you know, with none of the top ones left on the board. I don't think they really go there. Um they could go interior with Jordan Davis and falling this far. Um but um, you know, I got I got a buddy who I raced against on iRacing, who's a pretty big Bills fan, and he wants to see a running back here. Um, and I agree with that. Uh, you know, Singletary hasn't been as productive as I think that it needed him to be. Uh, Zach Moss is always injured, um, so I think that's the missing piece that they need there on that offside side of the ball. You know, they already have Josh Allen. They have Diggs, Gabriel Davis, and Crowder. You know, they have Knox at tight end. So they really don't need any other weapons, but they need to be able to rely on a running game. Um, so I think they take Brees Hall here. Um, I think he would give them what Singletary and Moss haven't been able to. Um, he's very explosive and good, you know, in short areas. He can create for himself. 
Um, he's really good in the hole. You know, he can he can stand on his feet. Um, amazing vision. Um, he's not the best tackle or at breaking tackles. You know, and he can become indecisive. Um, but his vision and his quickness kind of get him out of that. So I think he would be able to shore up that offense and give him that little bit that they're missing on the offensive side of the ball. I think you would definitely give that offense a whole other element that would uh, mm-hmm. push me even farther ahead than what, where they are right now. Honestly, this is exactly what I, I – I thought you were going running back. I just thought you'd go with Kenneth Walker here just because yeah. he brings that power-speed aspect. But I think these guys are interchangeable as like 1A, 1B. Um, these are the two best running backs easily, hands down, and they're both dynamic. They're just a little bit different in style. Breesy's more of a little bit more of like a, um, he relies on his athleticism and agility a little bit more. And Kenneth is just a bruiser who has top end speed. Yeah. See, I think um, yeah, I'm not those are good pass catchers too. So that's really helpful. I'm not ready to get up on Zach Moss yet. I like him. I've taken him in fantasy every years and he always bites me. So, you know, you, the Kenneth Walker, he can do everything. Um, where Hall, you, he kind of takes Singletary's spot. You know, he can, he's a more athletic, agile guy that comes out of backfield and catching. And you get down that goal line, you can just punch Moss in there. Um, that might help Moss's injury history. You know, Brees be the starter. Um, the Moss just kind of comes in there, short yardage stuff. Um, but yeah, Walker definitely is a replacement there. You know, either one of these two, like you said, could go right here. Um, I just like Hall a little bit more. Like uh, yeah. Camara and mm-hmm. uh, Ingram, like combo situation. Yeah, exactly. If if anybody takes the first a running back in the first round, it's 100 percent this spot. Oh yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. Otherwise, they probably fall a little bit. But that's not really a knock that, on them. It's just value. That will. I think that'll be the only running back gone in the first round. Uh, nobody else needs a running back that bad. That's just a position yeah. that they have hurt on for the last couple of years. Yeah. Um. So. <coughs> Sorry. Was a twenty-six pick. The tennis. <coughs> He's dying over there. <laughs> uh, the Titans pick Tyler Smith from uh, Tulsa. 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 Love it. Love it. You love know how it. it works. You love to see it. You love, love to see it. See it. Um, I mean, you could have picked a receiver, but. They need some line help. They could have gone defense. But, I mean, yeah. Kind of your average Joe. <laughs> no, just kidding. But, um, no, he's big, wide, ultra-physical blocker. Um, kind of a mean guy on every snap. You know, he wants to get he wants to get into a fight, you know. He, <clears throat> I don't like Taylor Lewan. He's quick. He's Huh? I don't like Taylor Lewan. Yeah, um, and he's super nimble for his size. Um, his footwork, his feet, his balance is good. His footwork's good. Um, I just wonder if, uh, as far as um, people throwing him around, I don't know if he's. 
Um, yeah, I just don't know if he's going to be quite what you're looking for. I think he's a good fit here. Um, I think he kind of gives you what they were looking for in... Uh, oh, what the fuck's that guy's name? Isaiah Wilson. He's that athletic type of ta tackle who's got a mean streak. Um, but I think it's a good pick, and I think his only real downside is potentially getting being too not like not big enough, um, and holding. But those are things that you know you, you, he can bulk up and he can work on the holding thing. But otherwise, I think it's a really good pick here. Yeah, I think um, it's a good pick outside Luan there. You know, Luan will be able to to help him yeah he's he also reminds me a lot of taylor so that's a great pick because taylor can basically shape him and taylor's known as he's gotten older to be a good teammate especially when it comes to other offensive linemen so he, he kind of lost his ego a little bit there so i think taylor will probably coach him up and help him out a lot so um at 27 they're the buccaneers you know i don't they they don't need a whole lot. There's really only a couple positions they really need help at. And it's safety, guard, and a luxury pick would be like a D-tackle. Since Jordan Davis is here, that's a really enticing pick for them. Because pairing him with Vita Vea would be fucking the, nuts. Insane line, dude. That would be insane. You already have the best, probably the best run stuffer in the league. And you're just adding another monster right next to him. You know, I, I don't know. If, I don't think that's the way they go here, but that would be something that would be hard not to, to, to pull the trigger on. Um, they could also really use like Daxton or Jaquan Brisker here, or even Lewis Seen, since they lost uh, Whitehead and free agency. They kind of need a thumper to fill his spot, and that's exactly what, like, Scene and Brisker are. Um, so those are potential good fits. But honestly, I think they go Zion Johnson here. They lost um, Kappa in free agency, and they lost uh, Marpet to retirement. So they need guard help bad. And Zion Johnson's a guy who's a plug-and-play dude. He's a perfect fit guard for them. He's... Um, super like like major iq player he's very physical with great technique um he even has the flexibility to play tackle if it was needed in a pinch but his natural position is guard he's a little small to play tackle but if you really needed it he could do it he's um he's very aggressive like with the the way he plays but he doesn't get to the point where he it causes problems he plays within himself but he's just an aggressive player um, he doesn't get caught with like, you know, poor posture or movement at times. He's very aware of keeping his balance and posture. He excels in pass pro, which is going to be big for them with Tom Brady. Um, and he's, he's an okay run blocker. He needs to get better at it, but that's something that you can work on in the NFL and it's not a bad thing. He has probably a lower ceiling than some of the other guys. He's kind of more like that plug and play high floor type of player. Um, but given his exceptional technique, I wouldn't be surprised if he turns out to be a, a long-term starter and gets a couple of Pro Bowls, you know. He's not going to be a Hall of Famer, but he's going to be a, a starter for a long time in the league. 
Yeah, I think that uh be a good pick for them. I wouldn't even be surprised if he goes a little bit earlier than that. I've seen a lot of people yeah. mocking him to like the, the Cowboys at twenty four or even earlier. Um, this is kind of a luxury it's kind of a hopeful pick here and you know the right. way it, it worked out. So good. yeah. But like uh, I said, the other two guys could easily go here. Like Jordan Davis could easily get picked here if they want to go that way, you know, or um a safety. That right. those are those are their needs pretty much. So with the Packers, I think that they can kind of go two different ways. If they're in love with uh, Raymond, uh, the tackle out of Central Michigan, they can uh, they can pick him up as kind of like a David Bakhtiari replacement type thing, kind mm-hmm. of train him up. But honestly, the recently they've been getting just destroyed by the 49ers in the playoffs through the run game. So I think they go with their defensive line with a big run stopper, and I think they'd pick up Jordan Davis as kind of a way to to bolster that defensive line. So mm-hmm. they don't just get manhandled when they get to the playoffs. I like it. Kind of a way to, um, you know, bolster their defensive line and make them a little bit more solid going into the longer stretch of the season. Yeah, if he can keep his weight down, he's a he's a great pick. And even if you um, even if he never transitions to be an amazing pass rusher, like if you keep him on the inside, yeah. just have that run stopping presence in there is going to be huge too. Yeah, like, like I said, the only thing you really need to worry about with him is keeping his weight to where it was yeah. at the combine. Sure. Just because that way he can become like a you know forty fifty play guy instead of a twenty five play guy. Right. Um, it's conditioning. That's the only issue is so he can stay on the field. Because when he's on the field, he's a X factor. The yep. dude is just takes up space and he's a monster physically. So. As a Vikings fan, I would absolutely hate this if the Packers got him at twenty. Yeah, I'm sure you would. Um, yeah. On back to your pick of the Bucks, Tim. You think they mm-hmm. go Zion Johnson over Linderbaum, where Linderbaum could probably transition uh, to that guard, and then with Ryan Jensen think... being thirty, you know they have that center right there that they could just transfer over and then pick up a guard. I personally think they go Zion simply because. I feel like he fits what they want to do better. With Brady, you're always kind of a pass-first team. And with Linderbaum being at Iowa, they weren't really a pass-heavy team. They were run-heavy. And he he's super smart, so I think he could figure out really well and he'd be able to read the defense really well. But I think he's limited to center only, where Zion gives you the ability to play guard and or tackle in a pinch. Um and I think his technique is better than Linderbaum's. Linderbaum is much, probably more of a, he, not just more, but he's more of a physical presence. And he's not quite as strong, but it's his solid base built off of his wrestling capa- like background that allows him to dominate guys at times. Um, but I just think that Zion's a better fit for what they really need. And I think they want to keep Jensen at center because he's been fantastic at it. Yeah, so yeah, I agree. That, I just that, that's just my take on it. That's why I went with Zion, just because I know they love Ryan Jensen, and he's he's a mauler. I actually love watching that dude play. He's awesome watching play watching him play. He's a fucking mauler, and he's smart as hell. And it's just really fun watching him play. And I think Zion's gonna fit in really well right next to him. Yeah. Um, all right, with the 29th pick, the Chiefs, um, 
you know, they, I think I got stuck with all these teams. They need wide receiver <laughs> and defensive help. Um, you know, none of the edge guys really fell this far. You know, if uh, Jordan Davis would have fall here, I think that would be a good spot for him. Or I had George uh, Karloftis fall in here potentially. Um, that one's mm. a little bit um, less likely to happen, but it could. Um, so it could go Daxton Hill um, to kind of replace Honey Badger and uh, help the defense or wide receiver. You know, if they keep both these picks back-to-back, I think that's what they go. I think they go safety with the one, wide out with the other. Um, so I'm going to go uh, Jahan Dotson. Um, I think he can kind of come in there and take that Tyreek spot a little bit. Um, he's not yeah. as quick, but uh, he's got long stride speed and a good, you know, good vert um, with amazing rack capability, which is what Tyreek was. So I think, I mean, they have a good, they have a decent wide receiving core. You know, they have Juju now um, with Hardman if Hardman can stay on the field, and I like Valdez Scantling. Um, I just don't, you know, Hartman or Hardman's injury kind of worries me. You know, I don't know if Juju is that guy anymore. I liked him out of college. I wanted the Eagles to draft him. He just seems to kind of slow down these last couple or last year. That could just been a situation he was in. Um, so I think Dotson kind of comes in um, and they can kind of use him as that number two, potentially number one. Kind of take Tyreek's spot and give Mahomes, you know, another just another weapon in that already insane division. Yeah, I I love this fit actually, um, and I and I do have a note among this class. He's kind of the elite speed guy. He doesn't have the Tyreek Hill speed, obviously, but he's got that really good speed. He's in a, he's a crafty route runner, and um he he's a big play waiting to happen. Um, he naturally creates that separation with the speed and route running. Um, and he has fantastic hands. He's, it's, it's like those things where you see certain guys have natural hands. That's what he's got. He has natural hands and he's not going to go get the ball, go up and get the ball. He's a smaller guy, but he's an explosive freak. And I think he is as competitive as they come. And he's going to attack everything the same way with a lot of effort. So he lacks a little bit in the run game, blocking-wise. But I think you're going to see a lot of growth out of him simply because of that insane competitiveness and willingness to attack everything 110%. Yeah, he's a good deep ball guy. With him. He's yeah. a good deep ball he's guy, good. which they need. I mean, they have Hardman. Don't get me wrong. They have Hardman. He's a great deep ball guy. He's kind great of been like threat. a... Kind of but, disappointing, but yeah. You know, his injuries kind of worry me. Um, so I think Dotson kind of comes in there and, and would sure that up. Yeah. yeah, that's a pretty good fit. So, <clears throat> so with the 30th pick, the Chiefs, I have him picking Christian Watson from North Dakota State. Um, Kind of a weird pick. Know that is. He's a wide receiver. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and also, you know, you know why you don't know who he is? Because over four seasons, only 88 receptions. That's, that's crazy. Cool. <laughs> that's crazy. Way, way to sell us on this pick. <laughs> You're on. selling us like crazy, bro. 
listen elite combination of size and speed tested off the charts and speed and explosiveness at the combine oh okay i know what this guy is never mind okay <clears throat> great body control the ability to track the football downfield i mean if you want anyone to you know track the ball downfield and who do you want thrown to you probably mahomes obviously so <clears throat> i think uh I think it's more kind of a project and or maybe maybe not so much a project but like a a boomer bust. <clears throat> but um so it's gonna make it a track meet and just have all the wide receivers is what you're saying. Well, <clears throat> kind of. The way I look at it is uh in the NFL, when your back's against the wall, you want explosiveness on offense. You need someone who's gonna make a play. I think this this guy's the guy. I mean, I know you don't, you know, it's just a combine, but speed and explosiveness are two things in a wide receiver. With Andy Reid drawn up plays and stuff, I I don't see him being an issue. I I don't see them going back to back wideouts. Um, I also don't think, well, I also don't think, uh, with Brandon's pick, I think they they picked uh, defense with the 29th pick. I don't think they go back to back. I think they go defense and then the wide receiver. I think they go that like edge. Um, yeah, probably edge. I don't have yeah, a guy. I don't have, have a guy for you, but yeah, I don't have a guy. Ojabo. For you. I I mean, I think the top guys right now would be like Ojabo or Kidi. <laughs> I think, yeah. I don't know. I I I think that's David kind of Ojabo a wild could, pick, but I think that David Ojabo could sneak into the back into the first. More than likely, he's uh, very second. But I think he's kind of gonna. I think he's gonna drop a little bit, not because of anything he's done. No, but I don't know. because that's just he's a project. Pl- he yeah, he's a project player. Love the hot take. The Achilles thing yeah. is gonna be a little bit hard for teams to to bank on but yeah, uh, christian watson's a little bit of a wild take and i don't i'm not <laughs> I'm, I'm here for I mean, it i'm here yeah, for exactly. it fucking wild but uh That's it. yeah he's going back to back wide receivers and <laughs> throw them all out on the field you Fuck can't it, man can't lose if you score every time so i mean honestly i i don't see him going back to back wide receivers but with mccall being disappointing and pringle being basically nothing i don't hate it Honestly, it's they're basically just replacing two deep threats with two deep threats. I would love this draft. That'd be so fun to watch. Yes, All it the would. Overreaction, <laughs> wide receiver, man. Uh, It'd God. be so nuts. Um. All right, and then at thirty-one, we got the Bengals. There's a lot of ways they could go here, but ultimately, I I feel like with the with the safeties on the board, they might go that direction. And more play more of like what you see more often, like play, like take like a brisker, and put him in the box. But I think they're going Linderbaum. I'm running simply putting for Linderbaum sim- here. Simply because they 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 fixed their offensive line pretty well, but Karras is an okay solution. He's not a long term starter, short term. Linderbaum is good in the run game, and I think that's going to help mix in so much. He's, yeah, I agree. He's in my opinion. He's going to be a future multiple Pro Bowler, 
and a not necessarily a Hall of Famer, but he's going to be one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL. Yeah, he has the brain. He has the physical traits. He has the base. He's mean as shit. He has everything you want to do, and he doesn't get penalties. He does not get penalized. I'm pretty sure he's like one of the least penalized players, like college players ever, at offensive line. And he's shown promise in pass pro, but he never really did it. It's kind of like those things. It's like uh, with Charles Cross, he just never did run blocking. Right. Just it's the same concept. He just never did it. So he's gonna have some growing pains at first. His he's a little undersized, like height wise, but. His arm length is also a little bit of an issue, but I don't think it's a big deal because he has great hands. He gets his hands on you, and then you're fucked. He's he's gonna maul you. Um, I like a lot. Yeah, he's a very polished prospect, and I think he has a high ceiling. Um, he's gonna be a massive help in the long run for Mixon and for Bur- Joe Burrow and protecting him. He's also insanely smart, so he's gonna be able to call out things. I think he's gonna adapt to the NFL really easily as far as a mental aspect of like calling things out. Because what he did at Iowa, he was basically the the adjustment guy for Iowa for four years, and he's insanely athletic. Like from a like agile standpoint, he actually started out as like a D end, I think, and moved to center. Crazy as a, as a freshman, and so I think he's gonna give him a little time, and he's gonna excel in the pass game too. I think he's just his ability to move laterally and with his hands. It's a seamless fit, and it's a perfect scenario where he drops here, and the Bengals better put this fucking draft card in in two seconds. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, this dude's going to be nuts for them if they get him. So uh, I think the Bengals just scored on that pick. So the last pick of the first round, last pick of our mock draft here, is the Lions at 32. I think this is a perfect spot for them to take whoever they think um, is the best left out of the quarterbacks, especially with only Kenny Pickett being taken in our mock draft here. Um, I think if, if they see enough potential in Malik Willis um, that they think they can coach him into being a good quarterback, I could see him definitely taking Malik Willis here. And that's the direction I'm going to lean. But I could also see him taking um, Corral or Ritter or um, another quarterback who they feel they can polish to be, have a chance to be a starter in the future basically you want to kind of Carson strong yeah you want to kind of take one with this 32 pick just because you uh you'll get that fifth year option so it, it kind of makes sense to get an extra year of control on whoever you draft so i'm i'm gonna go with malik willis I'm not saying that's going to be who they're go they go with but uh i think he's got a lot of athleticism whether or not he can be a quarterback, that's yet to be seen. But he's at least got the athletic potential. Yeah, I mean, I think your reasoning's really good. I don't, I don't necessarily think this is what they do. I think they need a lot of help elsewhere, yeah. and I think they try to roll with Goff and wait till next year to take a quarterback, or they take one later. Um, I personally would see them take it could take like uh, Kyer Elam or like Brisker. Even Daxton, maybe. I think Daxton Hill, he would be a really good pick, too, yeah. I think Brisker would be fun. I think he's my fun pick for them to take. He's been your fun pick for, like, the last 10 picks. I love Brisker (laughs) as a prospect. Dude, he's your draft day crush, man. He's awesome as a prospect. 
Do you, you gotta worry about was... his health, but uh, <clears throat> you know, Daxton would be a great fit here too. You know, he's also a homegrown kid, yep. and uh, he uh, he's also gonna project to be a great player in the back end. You know, he's very versatile. He's a little bit smaller, but that's not really a big deal. You know, he can play nickel, slot, safety. He, he could probably even play outside if you need him to. So it's just about fit and 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 that versatility is something that's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a new wave coming up in the NFL, in the back end, mm-hmm. with, like, Kyle Hamilton, especially, like, players like him or, like, Isaiah Simmons, who can play to more I was going to say, you've already kind position. of seen it with Isaiah Simmons. Jeremy Chin, yeah. to an extent, he can kind yeah. of play all over the place. You just put him anywhere. They're basically a rover, and they just run around and hit people. Right. You know, and Malcolm Jenkins was kind of the first guy to start doing that sort of thing, but I don't think he had the hitting power that these guys, the newer guys are going to have. So I think you're gonna see guys come up like Cal Hamilton, Simmons, Brisker. You know, um, I think there's a few other guys later on that are gonna just be those thumpers in the back end that are gonna play anywhere and everywhere, and all their job is is to run downhill and hit the shit out of people. With the way this off season has gone, I'm really excited to see what crazy trades and what all happens. That's oh just yeah, mind draft day. It's gonna be nuts, and I'm. This is one of the first years I'm like super excited for the draft to happen. Yeah. So that kind of wrapped up do our you, mock draft. Um, a quick question though: uh, Do you think that teams will pass up on quarterbacks just in hopes for next year because they like a guy more? Well, you think about it depends that. Depends on if, the position they're in. If eight teams or five five to eight teams pass on a quarterback because they want a quarterback next year. Well, next year there aren't going to be that many elite quarterbacks for them all to get one. So there's going to be some teams that are might be in the middle ground where it's like they're mm-hmm. going to take a risk on the quarterback this year. Kind of like the Steelers. Yeah, but it could be it very easily could be a Josh Rosen situation where they take a quarterback from the first round this year just to draft a quarterback in the first round next year. Yep, and yeah. it also like they may just not go in the first round. Like right. I could easily see them all falling out of the first round. And then there's a run form at the beginning of the second round because there's the va- it's it's a weird draft because there's a lot of value in the top like there's value everywhere, but it's not high end potential compared to like comparatively to other drafts. Yeah. So that's where you gotta weigh like if I'm a team pretty much any of these teams, I'm probably not taking a quarterback in the first round. Simply, I mean, the fifth option would be nice. Fifth year option would be nice, but at the same time, this is a lower end talent quarterback draft, and I think there's players here who are going to be much more effective and helpful for your team comparative to the, like taking a quarterback. So that's why I think that I would wait till you know the second to to think about it. Yeah. So. Which works if everybody thinks the same way. But if you're the and, only and one it, who's and like... And it could oh, go on a run. Like, you know, Carolina could say, fuck it, we're drafting Willis. The right. Falcons could say, fuck it, we're going to draft Pickett. You know... I think two to three go in the first round. I really do. It, it's it's really possible. I just... I feel like... If I, I was would, doing it, I, I would do it. Yeah. yeah. Personally, it's not that it. I dis- it's It's not that I dislike any of these guys that much. It's just like... There's so many good potential players in this first round. Like, like, like if I'm like, um, you know, the Falcons, if I have to choose between 
Jameson and Willis. I'd rather take Willis or uh, Jameson, you know, or like if I'm Steelers, like just like the guys that taken around him. I, I mean, I don't even know. I guess that's probably a perfect fit for the Steelers, honestly, right there, because they don't really need a D tackle or a D end or a wide receiver or a linebacker. I don't know. It'll be so, uh, it'll be interesting to see what it's, all happens. It's hard to kind of they could they could maybe have used like Zion Johnson or something there or Tyler yeah. Smith, but uh, or Raymond, but uh, you know. Mm. It's just kind of it's it's we'll see how it goes. It's it should be a pretty interesting draft. So I can't wait to see us get like no picks right. Oh yeah, dude! I'm waiting awesome. for us to have like all this completely wrong. I'm gonna love it. No, the only pick that's gonna be right is my North Dakota State pick. That's the only pick <laughs> I 100 positive will be wrong. Yeah, it's pretty much yeah. Yo, put some money on that shit. <laughs> put all the money on that shit. Jake, you should put a hundred dollars on that. I'm flattered. I'm flattered. You think I have a hundred dollars to bet on it? <laughs> ten dollars? Oh, I'll do ten. Yeah, it's about ten dollars. You'll probably make a bunch of money off that. Ten monies. Yeah. All right. so that's kind of our full first round draft, uh, mock draft we wanted to do. Um, we also went through and kind of did each of our teams, um, you know, full full draft um we're gonna briefly go over those and kind of what we decided to do there um so if, oh I, uh, I don't got time for that homie okay the three of us will um <laughs> tim if you want to start that off oh yeah sure all right so at 16 there's a note i i have multiple prospects here just because i obviously don't know what it's going to be like but guys that i'd like to see them take here um Obviously, if Garrett's on the board, I'd love to see him take Garrett Wilson or uh, Charles Cross if he falls. Um, another would be Trevor Penning potentially here, but if like um, it, the X factor here for me is if Kyle Hamilton's still on the board here, I would take him here and hope that um, Penning is there at 19. Um, that's kind of how I feel, but I'm either taking... Like uh, Kyle Hamilton or Garrett Wilson slash Olave here. Those are those are my kind of my pick here because I feel like Penning should fall to nineteen as well. Um, and then at nineteen, I would have um, depending on obviously what happened at sixteen, there'd be like uh, Olave Dotson if uh. You know, we took like Penning or Cross at 16. Um, Daxon Hill would also be a great pick here. Um, and obviously, one of my favorite players, Prisker, would be there. Then <laughs> uh, we go to 49, which is second round. Right? Yeah. Um, there's there's a number of ways you could go here. Um, I think we need more than one wide receiver. And I think John Mechie will be here. I think he's a slam dunk pick because he reminds me of uh, kind of like a Devontae Smith. He just had a bad knee injury, and I think he'll recover perfectly fine from that. And getting him in the second is insane value, and I think he's going to be a good wide receiver in the league. Um, 
he's probably my first pick here, but another couple guys I could see them take in here. Uh, uh, and that's also if we took like Olave, you don't necessarily need to take Mechie here. Um, Trey McBride, tight end out of Colorado State, would be a good pick because we kind of need another tight end. Um, David Ojabo, I think, has the potential to fall this far simply because I don't know. I've seen a lot of mixed reports on him and where he's going to fall. But if he hits the, if he's still around this pick, I will be very pissed if they do not take him because I think he's going to be a fantastic edge rusher. And he, he, he's going to be a really good player in the long run. Um, so that's just kind of my opinion. And, and a personal like fan favorite, it would be uh camp Taylor Britt at corner. He projects to be kind of like a nickel slot guy. Um, I loved watching him in college and I, I would love him to be on the saints. I think he could do really good at that position. Um, and then we go to pick 98, which that, that's third round, right? Roughly. Yeah. Third, fourth, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, my first guy pick here, that would be a kind of a dream pick here would be like Romeo Dubes. Uh, I think he's going to be a really good wide receiver in this league. He's going to need a little bit of time to develop. Um, but uh, I I love him as a prospect, and I think he could be fantastic in this offense. Um, my Jai Sanders would be another guy, edge out of Cincinnati, who could be a good pickup here if Dubes is gone. Um, or David Bell, wide receiver out of Purdue. And then I think we need to pick up another running back, so another potential option here. And this might be a little early, but I think he'd be a good compliment to Kamara. Would be uh, James Cook, uh, running back out of Georgia, who's Dalvin's younger brother. Um, I think he showed a lot of flashes in college, but that was such a deep running back room that he didn't really get to show his prowess. Um, so I think anybody who can get him is going to get a really good running back. Um, very good complimentary running back, and I think that's he would fit really well next to Kamara. Um, then we go to 120. And there's, um, I think we also need to add some cornerback depth. We're really kind of lacking there. So I have a couple guys here. There's um, Kobe Bryant out of Cincy or uh, Tariq Castro Fields out of Penn State who played really well but kind of had some injury issues. So I think that's why he's going to fall. But he's a very good man corner when he's healthy. Very athletic, high energy type of player. Kobe Bryant was opposite sauce. And he did a pretty good job. He um kind of a project corner, but that's not necessarily a big deal. And that's not something that the Saints have been shown to shy away with with taking uh um kid out of Stanford last year. I can't think of his name right now. Who ended up having to start for most of the year this year and he did really well. Um if we don't take a running back at like ninety eight, I could also see them taking Zamir White, running back out of Georgia here. Um, very solid running back. I think he also would pair well next to Kamara. Um, and then another fan favorite thing would be Jojo Doman, who's a linebacker. And we kind of need that outside linebacker help right now. Um, and I think he projects to be a really, really good player with his high motor, um, big hitting play, like big hitting ability. And, um, he's good in coverage. And he's a very smart player. Um, 161. 
there's um it's kind of to the point where it's some guys i'm not really sure on and you just kind of like hit or miss players but um some tackle death depth would be like matt well let's go out of north dakota um or potential another running back option would be pierre strong jr out of south dakota state um and then we kind of need some d line depth as well that would be really helpful be curtis brooks out of cincy or eric johnson out of missouri state um and then at 194, I think this is kind of where you take a a big shot type of like boomer bust player. And I think one of those is Taekwon Thornton, player here out of Baylor. The dude's got insane speed, not necessarily great hands right now, but he's kind of that boomer bust type of wide receiver. And I think it'd be a good shot to take here. Um, and then he ran a 42840. Holy shit. Yeah, the dude's fast as hell. He's also That's really insane. long, so it would be a really good pick here. Um, another guy who I think is probably the most underrated wide receiver in this draft class and a fan favorite for me, Samori Toure. I would love to see them pick him here. Um, I think he projects to be a great slot like wide receiver. Doesn't have top-end speed, but he's good route runner. He's got good hands. I think he'd be really good. He's a bigger body, and he, he does have good speed, but it's not elite speed. And I think he just would fit really well as a safety like safety option for Jameis. Um, two other fan-favorite picks here, two guys who may go undrafted. I'm not sure yet. Kind of just depends on how they're valued. Um, tight end Austin Allen out of Nebraska. He... Doesn't seem to be loved by the analyst, and I'm not exactly sure why. He was always a good blocker at Nebraska. He's super tall. He's like six seven, six nine. Never could really figure out what his actual height is because everybody ever said, everybody said it was different, even him. Um, he's a major red zone threat. He's not super fast, but he's got that long. He got a long stride, so he can get going. Um. And then we got Ben Stilley, who's a D lineman out of Nebraska. He is a physical monster, and he will need the reps to become a good NFL player. But I think he could be very good on the interior because given his physical strength and his high motor, I think he'll be good against the run. He won't be much of a pass rusher in the NFL, but I think he would be a player who definitely... I think he should get drafted just like Austin Allen and Toure, but obviously that's not how they always get valued. Um, but I think Stilly could be kind of like that third D tackle on a team, and he comes in on running situations or he just rotates in. You know, his strength is is really insane, and he is a physical monster. He doesn't have a lot of moves, but he has that high motor, and I think it's something that's worth looking at. So that's my mock draft for the Saints. And obviously I have a couple fan favorite type of players in there, but I think they fit well in the scheme as well. They're not just because they're I'm a Nebraska fan. I think it's because they would fit in well with the team. So but, uh, just if you want to do yours, hopefully yours is not as long as Tim's. <laughs> yeah, mine will not be nearly as in-depth <laughs> as Tim's was. Um, so... For the first overall pick, we got 12. 
I'd like to see, uh, I don't think we're getting sauce. If Stingley drops, I'd like to see us pick him up or maybe Kyle Hamilton. If that doesn't happen, I'm guessing that we probably try and go wide receiver or edge or trade back. Um, that's why I like our mock draft with uh, Carl Loftus. I could definitely see us trying to get um, Garrett Wilson or Olave in that position too. Because um, I think in the second round, um, Kyle Gordon will probably be available. So he was actually teammates with Trent McDuffie. And uh, he's actually more athletic than what Trent McDuffie is, but a little bit more of a raw talent. So I would like to see us uh, maybe go DB with that. And then uh, third round, there's uh, um, Cole Strange. He's an offensive guard. He had an RAS score, a relative athletic score of like 9.8 something, like something just crazy, like super athletic guy. Um, I think he'd be a monster for offensive guard. That would help kind of shore, shore up our right guard position. After that, I think you just go with some um, – high ceiling prospects that you know big risk big reward type thing so you probably go with some extra db back so we got virtually no depth there um we need another tight end behind um Irvin and conklin just to kind of build that up a little bit and then uh probably some interior linebackers too because we're getting kind of thin at that position but i didn't do any in-depth scouting beyond round three so <laughs> All right, yeah, that's basically what I did too. Um, Eagles first pick, we have the 15th. Um, kind of like Tim did in the mock draft. Uh, hope they take Devin Lloyd. Um, I think he'll really for the team. Um, at 18 there, I think we need another D tackle in there. Um, kind of learn from Fletcher. Uh, hopefully one of the two Georgians, the Georgia D tackles fall there, either uh, Trayvon Walker or Jordan Davis. Of the two, probably leaning towards Walker, um, but I do think Fletcher can teach Jordan Davis uh, the missing steps he needs there to, to be successful. Um, at 15, I have uh, two options, um, either taking Kyler Gordon, the cornerback out of Washington. Uh, we need a, you know, Washington's known for producing pretty good DBs, and we need another DB outside of slay since we didn't get Gilmore um but I could also be okay and see us taking a uh, Matt Corral um of the quarterbacks him and Kenny Pickett I like the most um there's something about Matt I really like um him playing in the bowl game that I I know it's probably an unpopular opinion but I value that you know he's willing to play for his team put it out there he got hurt they asked him if he'd still do it, and he said yes. Um, he played for his teammates, and I value that. So if we're taking a quarterback, I hope it's Matt Corral. And if he'd follow the second, that'd be awesome. Um, I think he could challenge Jalen for that starting spot. Um, I know how he's come out and said, Jalen's our guy, and blah, blah, blah. But he did the same thing once, and they went and drafted Hurts. So I don't trust a word he says. Um, so I can see him taking Corral there. Um, at the 83rd, um, this again would depend on 51. If they take Kyler Gordon at 51, I need to take Nick Cross, the safety out of Maryland. Um, you know, they, they lost Rodney McLeod. Uh, they could be getting Honey Badger, hopefully. Um, but we, we need another safety in there to kind of just to sure that up. And, and uh, you know, I don't know how long Honey Badger's got left in him um, if he does come time with us. So I think that would be good. 
Um, if we take Corral, I think we take Tariq Woolen out of uh, UTSA. He's their DB. Um, hmm. Kind of for the same reason we take Gordon. We just need somebody out there outside Slay that can Slay can kind of mentor. Um, at the 101, uh, kind of a homer pick. I'm taking Cam Jurgens, the center out of Nebraska. Uh, Kelsey's just keeps re, uh, re-extending with one-year deals, so he's he's about towards the end. Um, I see Cam as an almost perfect replacement. You know, he's a you know a, a passionate player, a great player, somebody that I think the city of Philly will love, and that can easily fit in that Kelsey spot with energy and the toughness. Um, the dude's a stud. I think Kelsey can can give him everything he needs to be successful and take Kelsey's spot. Um, at the 124, I was taking Charleston Rambo, the wideout out of Miami. Um, we need, we have Smiths, so we have a true number one. That's why I don't really want us or see us taking a wideout early. Um, we have him and Quez Watkins has a lot of potential. So I think just another guy in there to kind of just strip those top three spots will be helpful. And then we could always go get one, you know, next year, um, or even a second one later in the draft if we need to. Um, at the 154, I'm taking Dylan Parham, a guard out of Memphis. Um, Brandon Brooks is no longer with the team. Um, so we need, we need guard help. It's kind of our weakest spot on the O-line there. I like Parham um, too in the third round for the Vikings. I think that's a, he's going to be a good, halfway good player. If nothing else but a depth pick. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, the linemen, there's easily, you can find steals anywhere through this draft, you know, Kelsey was a sixth round pick. So, you can find steals anywhere, so I think there's no no pressure taking him at 154. You know, he kind of come in there, learn the spot, and you know, hopefully become that starter. Um, at the 162, another homer pick. I have JoJo Doman, the linebacker in Nebraska, going. Um, like they said, the Devin Lloyd deal, we've ne- neglected the linebacker position for years now. So getting us two of them in this draft, I think, smart move. Uh, JoJo again has a high motor. Um, he's all about the team. He just wants to win. That's all he cares about. Uh, he can play multiple positions on the defensive side, whatever they need him to play. Uh, and he's going to work. So I think that's a good fit for him there. Um, at the 166, I'm going to butcher this name, but I'm taking David Anai, um, the edge yeah, out of Houston. <laughs> um, you know, we just, no, there's just another player in there that can maybe come in and, and help the D line. And then at their last pick, the 237, uh, CJ uh, Virgil, Virgil. Um, Virgil, I think. Yeah, that's not a hard name. I just butchered it, anyways. Um, he's a <laughs> running back out of Oregon. Um, we just, you know, we have Miles Sanders, which I like. Boston Scott. Um, just to throw another running back out there in the mix. You know, give us, give us another option we have yeah. there. Um, so that's kind of what I have. Kenneth Gainwell, man. Yeah, yeah, we got Kenneth Gainwell. <laughs> oh, they could go another wide out there. Um, I just, I like CJ, so I went with him there. Um, so that's kind of what I got for the mock, you know, um, none of these will happen. Hopefully the Devin Lloyd <laughs> does for sure. And the Cam Jurgs, I think those two would be great fits. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was kind of our, our, uh, draft pod. It was a little bit longer pods. So apologize for that, but we kind of wanted to do a little draft, um, prep here. I thought this first round mock we did was pretty fun. 
Um, hopefully you guys liked it. Um, Super excited um, to actually see the draft next Thursday. Oh yeah, I'm pumped for this draft. You know, it's for the first time in as long as I can remember. I mean, not long. I can remember for, for years. You know, there's not going to be a quarterback going number one. The number one pick's not a sure thing. Like the Jazz could take multiple people. The Jazz could trade their pick away. And there's just so much unknown in this draft. That's awesome. So I'm super pumped for this draft. Um, hopefully it lives up to the hype and is as crazy as it can be. You know, I think there could be a lot of trades that go down. There could be one quarterback taken in the first round or up to like fucking four. So I think it'll be crazy. You know, just even looked on our mock, you know, I don't know how, probably not the most accurate thing in the world with back-to-back wide receivers going to the Chiefs and stuff. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we had three edges and three tackles taken in the first six picks. And that's realistic. Like, that could actually happen. So that's, it's pretty cool to see something other than the quarterback getting the limelight here. Um, so I'm really excited for this draft. Hope it, hope it turns out to be a good one. I don't know if you guys have any closing close statements, and then we just head out here for the night. Yeah, thanks for listening and uh, putting up with our mock draft shenanigans. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch, and uh, I, I for one, trust my GM to make good decisions, and I, I think he hasn't recent years i mean you look at 2017 and that was probably one of the best draft classes ever i mean he took a seventh round pick or no trey got drafted in the sixth and now he's one of the highest paid dns in the nfl absolutely dominating for the Bengals. and then ram was in that draft class and like it was just nuts and i'm excited to see what he does this year you know he probably overpaid a little bit for moving up but Prize a plan, and I'm just excited to watch the draft, and I hope you all are too. All right, that's been uh, another episode of First and Pick Six. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, if you do, uh, uh, share it. Uh, let your friends know, let people know. Um, helps out with followers. Uh, thank you, and uh, talk to you guys. Next time. See ya. Yeah, see ya.